0: What is up, everybody? We're finally back with our podcast. It's been a very long time since the last one, about over two weeks, actually, with the Wolves' six-game losing skid. Um, In this podcast, we'll be talking mostly about the win against the Lakers today, and at the end, I'll talk about what the problems were during that six-game losing skid and our upcoming matchup tomorrow against the Clippers and what we can do to win that game. So let's hop right into this podcast. I feel like some of you may have even forgotten that I've been running this podcast because of how long it's been since I last uploaded. Um, I kind of wish I would have got a podcast in during the losing streak to talk about that, but hey, it's all right. We're back with another win here. But Timberwolves demolished Lakers tonight, 107-83. to 83. By the way, I'm recording this right now at 12.01 a.m., um, so pretty late night game. We got in our 9 o'clock game tomorrow. But this was a nice game overall. The Wolves were down by 5 at halftime. And in my head the whole time, I just knew that we had a really good shot to win this game because of, you know, Edwards had a really bad first half. We weren't getting the ball to cad enough in the first half. It was like, there were so many things we could improve on, and we did in the second half, and that was awesome to see. Um, In the first half, offense was definitely a little slow. Defense was fine. I mean, when you only give up 49 points, it's hard to complain about the defense, I think Anthony Edwards definitely did not have his best game tonight. He ended up with nine points, three boards, an assist and a steal. He didn't shoot too many times. If he would have shot more like fifteen shots, his stallion definitely would have looked better. Um, but he just he was turning the ball over a lot when he shouldn't have. He his his handle was way too loose in that first half. I think he had three turnovers just because of his dribbling. Um, so not the best night for the the uh, 20-year-old after the massive, massive 48-point game against the Warriors last game that I wish I could have covered a win podcast on. Um, but overall, his defense looked good still. He was still an okay player. His offense, you know, really took him down on that... took him down as a performance tonight. But I think he'll bounce back tomorrow on the offensive side. Deandre Russell, who was drafted by the Lakers, number two overall in 2015. Had a great night against the Lakers tonight. 22 points, five boards, seven assists, five of nine from three. He was killing it in the second half. I was just stoked to see him play like that too. Um, He played 33 minutes. I think he's averaging less than that a game, so he definitely played over his minute share tonight too, which is nice to see. His playmaking was okay. Like... He did get a 7 assists, but there was just times where he was forcing turnovers to bad spots. But overall, I liked his playmaking tonight. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns, what a game from Cat tonight. 29 points, 7 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. He definitely won that matchup against Anthony Davis. Arguably the best big in the league, or probably not arguably the best big in the league. That would be more like a Nikola Jokic. Um, but Cat shot really efficiently. 11 of 17 from the field like at the start of the game when the Wolves were up 7 I think it was like 11-4 to or something the whole offense was just ran around Cat and then once we started to move away from that the Lakers caught up and then right away in the second half the offense was Cat drilling threes and just killing them from deep Um, he had like three three three-pointers in a span of a few minutes one was a crazy uh, deep one with half a second left in the shot clock like he was pretty nice tonight. 3-3 from the free throw line. Also something I want to talk about that I heard on the broadcast I didn't know about. Um, So apparently, like we all know how bad the team has done at boxing out this year and just, you know, giving up offensive rebounds in general. So what the coaches are doing is every single time a player gives up an offensive rebound, they have to give up $100 and I think they just put like Put in like this pot, and whoever gets the most offensive rebounds gets the money or something, or it's donated. I can't remember what it exactly was. It's was either one of those two. Um, but every single time one of our guys gives up an offensive board, like say Cat gives up an offensive board to Anthony Davis, which he did once tonight, he's got to pay a hundred dollars to the coaches or to wherever this you know pile goes. Like obviously the coaches aren't taking that money, like for themselves, but they're just keeping for something else, I don't know exactly what, what they're doing with it, it's either for charity or uh, the player with the most offensive rebounds collects it and there's definitely times in the game where I was like, oh, that person's gotta give up $100 and it's not like that's an extremely s- small amount of money, like that stuff can really add up throughout the season especially for guys who aren't getting paid like Carl Anthony Towns' is. like say Josh Kogi um, well, let's take somebody else, like Jaden McDaniels he plays a lot. Say he gives up two offensive boards a game over like the next um, we're we're eleven games a season. So let's say he gives up two a game over the next like seventy one games. That's one hundred forty two times hundred. That's fourteen thousand dollars. Like I know he definitely doesn't want to give up fourteen thousand um, dollars. But that's something cool that they're doing right now, and. Just to look at the, the Lakers' offensive rebounding numbers tonight, they had 11, so I think that worked tonight. Overall, the Wolves won the board battle, 40 rebounds to 33. I wouldn't say I'm like completely surprised with that, but I kind of am at the same time, knowing how great the Lakers' big men have been known for getting rebounds. Anthony Davis, I mean, obviously, Russell Westbrook, a historic rebounding point guard who's averaging nine boards a game on the season as a uh as a guard um Dwight Howard a very good rebounder obviously also DeAndre Jordan did not play tonight I don't know if he was hurt I think he might have been hurt I'm not 100% sure though but Timberwolves won the the glass they won the offensive glass that's something we need to see we need to keep you know seeing happen um be that that was awesome and I'm talking about a few more players in the next segment so, if I were to give three players a player of actually four players, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, if I just, if I was able to give a player of the game award, of course I give it to Cat. Um, but I think there was three other guys that really deserve a lot of credit tonight. One obviously being Deandre Russell, he had a nice night. But two uh, a really under the radar pick is Jared Vanderbilt. I was confused why he only played six minutes in the first half. Even though he started the game. So basically, he got subbed out and then never came back into the game in the first half. Which maybe he had like some sort of like ankle tweak or, you know, just one of those things that goes away after a little bit, like of rest. Um, That's possible. But I was confused why he wasn't put back on the court because right away, he was the game changer. I really don't know what the Wolves do if he doesn't get that first steal to start the second half because the Wolves had a offensive possession where they missed a shot and the Lakers were going to get the ball back and the Lakers were up 5 and they were going to have the ball too and then Vanderbilt gets a steal kicks it back to Ant, Ant hits a 3 which was eventually called back as a 2 because his foot was on the line but that's what really started and then like I think the, either the next possession or two possessions later another big steal 2 in our bucket in transition he was phenomenal he really was the guy in my opinion who turned the wave um, for us like Caronthony Towns is just the person who is beating it down on them with the threes throughout it but Vanderbilt was definitely the person who turned the wave Patrick Beverly, also I think Patrick Beverly is cementing himself as a permanent starter on this team with how he's been playing, uh, 11 points 7 boards, 4 assists obviously with fantastic defense he was 5-6 from the field tonight also the only shot he missed was a three-pointer, and that one he was so open on. I was like, man, you should be making those, dude. But hey, he had a great game. He didn't play a single minute in the fourth quarter or a second in the fourth quarter, which was confusing to me. Um, but I mean, we didn't need him to. We were up by 20, and he recently had subbed out of the game, and DeAndre Russell was staying into the game. So I think the plan was to have him sub back in unless the wolves were like oh we're winning this game for sure and they continue to build a lead which, was, which they did because I think we were up by like 22 and then we brought the lead up to like 33 or something so there was just no need to put him back in and it wouldn't make sense to put him back in either because he does struggle with some injuries sometimes so you just don't want to risk something like that with him because then your guard depth is just flat out gone um yeah, Nas Reed, somebody else I want to highlight. Um, he's been awesome. He deserves so many more minutes. He's been getting about 18 minutes a game in the last chunk of games for the Wolves. He also played 18 minutes tonight. He should be more in like, 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 like that 23-minute-per-game range. He had 12 points tonight. He's been fantastic this year. He's, I think, second in on our team in points per shot or points per possession, maybe third like statistically he's supposed to be a starter but it's hard to do that because then who's your bench big like do you want Vanderbilt to be the five off the bench like there, like I don't think so Vanderbilt's strong and all but he can't really handle a 240 pounder you know back him down in the paint so that's you know why Nasrid has to come off the bench and with that You know, the Timberwolves, like Chris Finch, he's forced to have lineups where Nas Reed's with Cat for multiple minutes so he can play more. And I want to see more of that. Um, The problem with that lineup, though, it's not because of Cat, really, but it's because Nas Reed isn't the best with guarding faster players. And he's not supposed to be guarding them. He's a center. He's supposed to be guarding centers. So usually what we do is we put Nas Reed on the big man since Cat looks faster, and he's the better defender right now. Um, Cat's been doing really good on people smaller than him this season. By the way, I was really impressed by him tonight defensively. It might have been his best defensive game low-key. Maybe not his best defensive game, actually, but his best defensive game guarding the perimeter. He looked really good doing that tonight, and that's kind of been his role when Nas reads in the game he has to take on the smaller matchup which can definitely hurt us sometimes like when he has to play guys like Stephen Curry and pick and rolls and stuff like that's gonna kill us every time like when we play the Warriors we just can't run those two dudes at the same time um but it definitely works against teams like the Lakers or teams that have two bigs or a big and a guy that's powerful that's kind of slow you know Wait, that's Mason. That's that's my that's my thoughts on the game. Um, we outscored the Lakers sixty three to thirty four in the second half. By the way, the Lakers were getting that that would look a lot worse for Lakers if we were actually still trying in the last few minutes because we we just put in our third stringers and stuff. They had a starter out. Uh, to end the game, and they had the the rest of their bench guys are out there, and maybe a a one-third stringer in uh, Siku, who actually looked nice. He was a trade pickup for them. He had four points in eight minutes. Um, But that's my thoughts on the game. Now we got two more segments to do. I'm going to talk about what the heck has been happening in that six-game losing streak, and then we're going to talk about the Lakers game tomorrow night. Alright, so I'm going to go game by game and just talk about what the heck's been happening over this losing streak. So it all started against the Nuggets when the Wolves were 3-1, and then went to 3-2. and We lost by 2 that game. I think we would have won if DeAndre Russell didn't get hurt. Uh, he didn't play in the second half at all. We had a complete meltdown, and most of these losses were just meltdowns on the offensive side in the second half. Like, I think you'll hear me highlight that a lot. And that's kind of what it was. Malik Beasley had a good game this game. Um, I'll talk about him too later because he has not been great recently. Even though he definitely had a like four or five stretch of games where he was scoring like fifteen a game and seemed like he was getting back to his form, but in Nuggets game, we couldn't score late. Like that's what killed us. And look at the Magic game, we got killed by the Magic. They were killing us in the fourth quarter. We were up kind of basically the whole game. Not really by large margins, but like like two possessions, maybe three possessions at some points. Um, maybe even like 12 points at some points, but the Magic kept you know, crawling back into the game. Even with Thiel out, we should have won that game. That's a pretty inexcusable loss to the Magic. Um, I mean, every team has a few of those games every year where you lose to a team that you really should be beating and dominating, and that was just one of those games for us. And then right after that against the Clippers, it just, I wasn't too mad about that loss. I mean, we could have played better defense, but the Clippers shot 17 of 20 from three on us. I mean, not 17 of 20 from three. <laughs> that That—that was, oh my gosh. 17 to 20 from the, the field in the third quarter. They had a historic shooting night that night. Um, so I wasn't too worried about that loss, even though we definitely still should have played better. And then we lost to the Clippers again, That was a pathetic scoring second half. 14 points in the fourth quarter? Are you kidding me? How does that happen? 14 points. I think we scored like maybe a little over 30 points in the second half that game. That was probably our worst game of the season so far. I don't know how our offense stooped To that level. And that was even on like a Paul George off night where he was missing a ton of shots. That was just a terrible game for us. Um, that was pretty inexcusable also. And then another inexcusable loss against the Grizzlies. We were up by like 14 with four minutes left. They come back, they beat us in OT, by the way, Carl Anthony Towns. Holy cow, what a shot to send us to overtime in that game. I don't know how that went in one second left, like almost a logo shot from half court, you know, fading back a little bit with three defenders in his face. I don't know how he did that. (laughs) Like, that was the best shot of his career, and it sucks that it didn't turn out. And then the Warriors. I mean, they're the best record team in the league. Edwards put up 48 points. What a game. Best game of his career. Um... But hey, let's look back at these losses, though. I don't think there was too much we could change about that Warriors game. I would think that game was always in the Warriors' hands. The Grizzlies game is one that we should have won. We should not have blown that lead, but we did. So there's one game where we had an inexcusable loss. Clippers game, the first, both of those Clippers games, I don't know if we could consider them both inexcusable losses. Um, even if we do have a better scoring second half, I don't know if we still win that game. The Magic game, inexcusable loss. We should have won that game. We should have played way better. We couldn't guard the three-point line at all in that fourth quarter. Um, so that's two. That Nuggets game, we should have won, but Dila was out. I wouldn't call that an ex- inexcusable loss, though. But if you just take those two inexcusable losses, my opinion, back, and you could even argue a few more to be inexcusable losses... That takes us from a, a four and seven team to a six and five team. Obviously we do not deserve to be six and five though we deserve to be four and seven. We rightfully so lost those games. Um, we didn't deserve to win those. We just played horrendous at the end of the game and that's really what it's been, you know. There's been multiple games and this it was a trend last year too just blowing leads, blowing leads. If we can hold leads, we'd be six and five. Simple as that. Six and five. Maybe even seven and four. Like we cannot continue that trend of blowing leads. Tonight was awesome. Um, we didn't blow the lead. We were up by twenty to enter the fourth quarter, like twenty two actually. And our momentum stayed. Our defense stayed. That's something we need to see. You know, translate over to the next game against the Clippers. If that can continue to happen, my hopes are still very high for the season. But if I see another one of those games in the recent future where we're up by 15 or something like that with a few minutes left and we blow the lead, I'm going to be so pissed off. Like That just cannot happen again. We can win so many more games than we actually have if we can hold leads. That's probably my main takeaway from those losses. Um, (laughs) We're hoping that's We hit the rough patch and we're moving on from that and we can move on to a consistent team or at least a team that can be above 500 for the rest of the season, hopefully, or at least stay around that range and not be on multiple game, like this six game losing skids. Like if we lose two games in a row, that's fine. I mean, as long as 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 we don't lose two games in a row after this game, we got to win tomorrow. But like if we're 20 and, like, 18, and we lose two games in a row, it's not going to be a massive deal, you know? But if we lose two games in a row right now, obviously it would be. But I'm not about to see another, like, four-plus game losing streak. That just cannot happen again. Um, If we can do that, I'm feeling a lot better about the season. Um, Tonight was great, and now let's talk about that Clippers matchup tomorrow. So I'm looking at the injury report right now for the Clippers game tomorrow. Um... So they have a lot of people out. It's basically the same group as the last games. Obviously Kawhi Leonard, who's going to be out for multiple more months with his ACL. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. Is still out with a left knee injury. Serge Ibaka is still out. He's actually on a G League assignment right now, so he'll be back soon, it looks like. Brandon Boston Jr. is also out on a G League assignment. Marcus, I mean, not Mar- Iris said his name. Jason Preston is out with a right foot injury. And Kian Johnson is out with a left ankle sprain, so they do have that injury report. It's it's the same. It's gonna be the same as the last two games. Though you'll see the same players. Um, I mean, Brand Boston Junior played a little bit, but he didn't really play too much in those games. Maybe a few minutes. But the Timberwolves most likely will only have McKinley Wright on the report, which he's just a G League assignment. So, um, I mean, I'm 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 pretty fine with the health so far this year. I mean, D'Lo was out for three and a half games and Beverly's out for one with an injury. But other than that, you know, we've been fine. Injury-wise, we haven't had a big one. I mean, a really big one yet. Um, I mean, D'Lo was three and a half games. I wouldn't consider that big. That's a minor injury. Um, And he came back from that pretty fast, which was awesome. But the Clippers tomorrow, it's in LA. It's in our nine o'clock game. Clippers are currently 7-4. They've been on a winning streak. They're on a six-game winning streak. So we were on a six-game losing streak. They're on a six-game winning streak. I'm not too worried about the winning streak being a big factor. Um, I think we have a lot of energy after the game. I think we have um, literally just as much energy as the Clippers will come into the game because we finally got that win. Um we just got to guard the three-point line. They're not going to kill us from inside. I mean, Zubak can be nice, but he's not an insane threat. We're going to need a collective team effort, though. We're going to need Ant to rebound off of that bad game tonight or yesterday, I should even consider, because it's the next day. I'm recording this at 12, 24 a.m. right now. So, But yeah, um, it's going to be a collective team effort tomorrow. Or today, I, I don't know why I keep... I'm being weird, but it's got to be collective team effort against the Clippers at 9. D'Lo's got to play good again. Cat's got to play good again. Ant's got to play good again. Everybody's got to play good. Clippers can be an extremely dangerous team from deep, and they can beat you any game because of how good they are. we got to guard the three-point line well. That's probably the biggest thing I would say. Cats got to win that Zubach matchup. Um, we gotta box the heck out. This is not a team that you can give second possessions to. If we can allow under twelve offensive rebounds, I'm feeling super good about that game. The least amount of second possessions that this Clippers team can get the best. Like or the better, I should say. If they get like twenty offensive rebounds, though, I'm not feeling good about it at all. Like they're gonna kill you with those second possessions. Like, if they miss a three, Zubac gets an offensive board, kicks out to a wide-open dude, they're going to hit it every single time. I swear I never see them miss those. Um, But also, this is something to note. This will be Beverly's return to Clippers fans. I mean, the game will still be played in Staples Center, obviously because you guys know the Clippers and Lakers share the same stadium, so the Timberwolves won't have to travel at all. They'll be able to stay in the same hotels, I'm sure they're chilling in downtown LA tonight. Uh, actually, Cat has a place in LA. I think Cat will probably be staying at his place this weekend. Um, maybe he has some teammates crashing there too. But overall, great game. Great job. I'm feeling good right now about the team, even though we're four and seven. Quick seed update. I think we're the twelve seed. Yeah, we're the twelve seed so the thunder obviously they 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 will not be in the plan when the season comes to an end they're five and six and the 10 seed right now we're a game behind them despite how bad the timbrel season has looked so far we're only one game out of the play-in tournament and we are only 1.5 games out of the playoffs or a top eight seed i should say like winning if we can win like three out of our four next games we could very well be a top eight seed again um so that's how fast things can turn early on here in the season just got to win that game and then to check our upcoming schedule after the clippers game i haven't looked at it yet we play the suns at home that's a big game i'll actually be in attendance to that game I got really good seats of that game. I'm be sitting in section one oh four. Then we got the Kings and Spurs. Two games that we definitely will be favored in to win. Both those games at home. Those are games we gotta win. And then we got the Grizzlies at home. That's a big matchup too. They're a team that's gonna be close with us. Then we got the Pelicans on the road, Heat at home, uh Hornets on the road, Sixers on the Road, Pacers on the Road. So we got a few favorable favorable games coming up after the Clippers and the Suns game against the Kings and Spurs. So let's take advantage of those. Maybe we can spew together a little bit of a win streak here. And I really hope to, I can see you guys uh, tomorrow night on our podcast. So see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out.